We would like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR, July 3rd. And of course, uh, a belated Happy Canada Day to uh, everyone out there. We'll be celebrating that, um, but I'll tell you about that uh, in just a moment. Um, I'd like to just introduce myself, of course. I'm Gavin Walker, and this is, of course, The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. We uh, would like to congratulate the folks that ran the jazz festival, Coastal Jazz and Blues Society and all the important people uh, from that uh, stellar group, um, Ken Pickering, John Orsick, Corey Weeds, uh, all, uh, Rainbow Robert, uh, all the various volunteers and staff and people that uh, kept the whole thing running. And of course, it was a wonderful festival this year. Some really wonderful highlights as well, and some amazing concerts and all these musicians appearing in Vancouver, and of course so many other things were going on at the same time, and uh, it was a, a veritable feast for um, so many people. You just had to be downtown, and, and uh, you could take your pick of so many um, events and things that were going on, and of course Canada's 150th anniversary, and um, all those things all combined. And, of course, uh, this wonderful weekend is now winding down. Our jazz feature this evening is an album by Hammond organist Charles Irland. He was known as the Mighty Burner because he was uh, an incredibly uh, fiery musician, very dedicated man, started out his career uh, as a saxophone player and uh, switched over to Hammond organ and basically taught himself uh, how to play that uh, very complex instrument. Um, he developed his own sound and his own style. And uh, Charles Irland is one of the most recognizable uh, of the Hammond organ masters. Now, he passed away a few years ago, made a wonderful series of albums, but I think this is his best and uh, I say this without, I mean, a lot of his, most of his albums were really, really good, but this one has something extra. And it's not your standard uh, small group, funky, organ jazz uh, album. And um, it goes beyond that. So, because um, it features a large group, uh, and Charles's arrangements as well. And it's basically a brass section, um, about four trumpets, a couple of trombones, uh, actually three trombones, and some wonderful soloists, and of course an incredible rhythm section, um, two guitars, uh, there's a gentleman playing fuzz guitar, someone playing the regular guitar, and then of course the percussion section, uh, drums and congas, and uh, this all adds up to an incredible album that came out on Prestige Records. It was recorded February 17th, 1972, and this is an important date 
Um, just keep that date in mind, and um, I'll tell you a little story about this album. As I said, it came out on Prestige Records, and it was called Intensity, and uh, I think that's a, a very apt title for this uh, album. As I said, um, Charles Ireland is the center focus on here on Hammond Organ, and we have an incredible trumpet section, uh, people like Virgil Jones, Victor Paz, John Faddis, and... Lee Morgan, who takes all the trumpet solos. Now, I mentioned that date, February 17th. Two days later, sad to say, Lee Morgan was shot by his estranged partner. Um, And, of course, uh, that was the end of one of the most incredible and phenomenally talented musicians ever to cross the jazz spectrum. These were his last recordings, and of course, Lee Morgan sounded, sounds wonderful on here. He takes all the trumpet solos, and if you hear a flute, it's none other than the great Hubert Laws. So, and if you hear a tenor saxophone, it is Billy Harper, one of the real strong muscle tenor players and Billy Harper is still very much alive today. And uh, he performs with a band called The Cookers. So there are other people involved. I'll just run down all the personnel on trumpets. Lee Morgan, Virgil Jones, Victor Paz, and John Faddis, as I mentioned. Uh, the trombones, Dick Griffin and Clifford Adams and Jack Jeffers on bass trombone. Hubert Laws, of course, his solos, as I mentioned, on flute. John Furry on fuzz guitar, Greg Miller on regular uh, electric guitar. On drums is another star, the great, wonderful Billy Cobham. And on conga drums, Sonny Morgan. And, of course, uh, I mentioned Billy Harper on tenor saxophone. So, the album is called Intensity. We're going to hear... um, five tunes from this album. The first one was written by the gentleman that uh, was deeply involved in a really wonderful band uh, that was on the hit parade and was a very popular band. Started out as um, CTA, but simply became Chicago. And Robert Lamb was the uh, one of the major members of that band, and he wrote the first tune that we're going to hear. It's a tune called Happy Because I'm Going Home. And then um, the next tune after that, um, actually Carol King uh, had a hand in writing the tune, and it's called Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? And then Charles Ireland wrote tune number three, Cause I Love Her. And tune number four, a very special tune dedicated to trumpeter Lee Morgan because Ireland was very honored to have Lee uh, perform and solo on this album. And he wrote this tune especially for him and called it simply Morgan. And the final tune is a tune written by Lee Morgan that um, he used in his regular band as his theme song, and the tune is entitled Speedball, and that uh, concludes the recording session. 
So that's it. This is going to be our jazz feature this evening. Now, I should mention, in honor of Canada's 150th birthday, following the jazz feature, we are going to listen to a very famous recording made by a very famous Canadian, Oscar Peterson. We're going to listen to his Canadiana Suite in its entirety, and that will follow our uh, Charles Ireland jazz feature. So if you're listening now, check out the jazz feature and stay around for Oscar Peterson's Canadiana Suite. All right, without further ado, here is the great Charles Ireland and Company, and opening with the first song, Happy Cause I'm Going Home. Thank you. 
We heard our jazz feature this evening. Intensity was the name of the album, and of course the leader was the mighty burner, Charles Irland, the late, great Charles Irland, one of the most distinctive Hammond organists. Uh, he had his own sound, and uh, he was played these marvelous bass lines, and uh, of course, um, all done with uh, dedication and, as the album title says, intensity. We heard Charles, and these were all his arrangements, with a big band, and um, it comprised of a whole bunch of trumpet players, four of them, Lee Morgan, Virgil Jones, Victor Paz, and John Faddis, and three trombones, Dick Griffin, Clifford Adams, and Jack Jeffers on bass trombone. And we heard Hubert Laws, the fabulous Hubert Laws on flute, and piccolo as well. And we heard on tenor saxophone, the wonderful Billy Harper. On fuzz guitar, John Furry. And on solo guitar, electric guitar, of course, Greg Miller. And on drums, Billy Cobham. And on conga drums, Sonny Morgan. We heard five tunes comprising this album, and we heard the fabulous and wonderful and ill-fated Lee Morgan as being the only trumpet soloist on here. And as I mentioned before, this was recorded February 17, 1972, and Lee Morgan was shot two days later by his estranged wife or partner. And uh, we lost one of the most phenomenal jazz musicians and phenomenal trumpet players and persons as well. Um, age 34 years old, Lee Morgan, unbelievable. These were his last recordings. So the first tune on this album was written by Robert Lamb of the famous band Chicago, and it was called Happy Cause I'm Going Home. And that featured, uh, of course, uh, Hubert Laws on flute and uh, Lee Morgan on trumpet and, of course, Charles Ireland on Hammond. The second tune was written by Carol King, and it was called Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow? And tune number three was a Charles Ireland composition called Cause I Love Her. Tune number four was written in honor of having Lee Morgan on this recording session. And Ireland wrote the tune especially for this date and for him and called it Morgan. And, of course, we heard uh, not only Lee um, soloing on trumpet, we heard Billy Harper on tenor saxophone, and we heard Hubert Laws on the flute, and, of course, Charles Ireland holding everything down on the Hammond organ. The final tune was Lee Morgan's theme song that he always used to uh, close his sets with his own band as a neat little tune called Speedball, and that uh, wrapped up this recording session. So we hope you enjoyed it this evening, our jazz feature, Intensity, Charles Ireland. And if you uh, do stay around, and I hope you do, we'll be playing in its entirety the famous Oscar Peterson composition or series of uh, compositions 
the Canadiana Suite, dedicated to this past Canada Day and, of course, dedicated to this great country that we live in. And it is 150 years old right now, as we all know. So stay tuned. This is The Jazz Show on CITR-FM and 101.9. And, of course, uh, on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker. This is The Jazz Show, and we'll be right back right after these messages. In the words of Henry David Thoreau, it's not what you look at that matters, it's what you see. Multicultural Ministries is a national, cross-Canada, non-profit organization that runs temple tours and gives unique perspectives into different religions from around the world, including Buddhism, Sikhism, and Islam. To find out more about them, the tours they offer, or to book one, please visit templetour.weebly.com. Do you love the idea of empowering female youth through music creation and performance? Girls Rock Camp Vancouver is a 100% volunteer-driven nonprofit that promotes self-esteem and builds technical skills in female and non-binary youth ages 8 to 18. Help support this initiative by donating, volunteering, or attending their end-of-camp performance July 15th at the Rio Theatre. If you're interested in being a camper or volunteering with Girls Rock Camp, visit girlsrockcampvancouver.ca. Anthropology displays long-term and visiting exhibits of indigenous art from around the world, and guided tours are free. Our permanent collection features one of the world's finest exhibits of Northwest Coast First Nations art. Our collection includes 36,000 ethnographic pieces, 535,000 archaeological pieces, and over 600 pieces in the Kroner Ceramics Gallery. There's a lot to take in. Luckily, at the Museum of Anthropology, final exams are always take-home. If you've never checked out this world-class facility, now's your chance. The Museum of Anthropology is located right on campus and free for all UBC students and faculty. Come enjoy our collection and resources. You're listening to CITR 101.9 broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenim-speaking Musqueam people. Our next feature... And we're going to hear this in its entirety. Is the Canadiana Suite, a very famous recording, written, all the music was written by, of course, Oscar Peterson. He was born in Montreal in 1925, and Oscar Peterson rose to be one of the most wonderful, one of the greatest jazz piano players who ever existed. And Oscar the late Oscar Peterson um, loved Canada, and uh, after many, many years in the United States performing all over, um, Oscar returned to uh, his hometown briefly, Montreal, and was a, a little bit unnerved by the uh, Bill 101 and the uh, what he felt was uh, 
um, some of the wrong-headed things that were happening in Montreal. He um, always loved the comment. He said he, he spoke fluent French, but he didn't like the idea of being told to speak French. <laughs> and uh, um, there were some other problems as well, and, and he chose uh, Toronto as his uh, home base for the rest, of his, uh, the rest of his life. But he never really gave up on the city of Montreal. Uh, he loved that city because that's where he, he began his career, and, and um, he had a great love for both Montreal and Toronto and a great love for Canada. And in 1964, um, he put together this eight-part suite called the Canadiana Suite, and it was recorded with his trio, uh, Oscar Peterson on piano, Ray Brown on bass, and Ed Thigpen on drums. And this takes you on an instrumental uh, musical journey from coast to coast. And so we begin on the very east coast of Canada, and it's called Ballad to the East. Second tune, of course, commemorates all the beauties of the province of Quebec, the Belle Province. And um, tune number two is called the Laurentide Waltz. In Montreal, where Oscar grew up, is the district of St. Henry, St. Henri, Little Burgundy, many, many of um, African Canadians lived in that area at the time. Uh, a train station was there, and Oscar's uh, father, like uh, many other um, black Canadians, worked on the trains. And uh, they were porters and, and uh, uh, stewards, and um, they took up residence in the district of Saint-Henri in Montreal. And so tune number three is a very exciting piece of music dedicated to Place Saint-Henri. Tune number three. Tune number four is dedicated to the wonderful center of Canada, or he, it calls itself the center of Canada. We're talking about Toronto. And um, tune number four is entitled The Hogtown Blues, Toronto's um, wonderful nickname. <laughs> tune number five is uh, as we head out of Toronto and into Manitoba and Saskatchewan, tune number five is dedicated to the prairies and is called Blues of the Prairies. Tune number six, and we're still in the West, is called Wheatland. Tune number seven is entitled March Past, which means coming over the mountains. And finally, tune number eight is dedicated to the beautiful province that we live in, the province of British Columbia, and that is the land of the Misty Giants. So here then, as our second jazz feature this evening, the great Oscar Peterson, and his trio, Ray Brown on bass, Ed Thickpen on drums, the Canadiana Suite.
our second jazz feature this evening, the Canadiana Suite, written and played by the great Oscar Peterson at the piano with his trio, with Ray Brown on bass and Ed Thigpen on drums. All of this was recorded and composed um, in 1964 by Oscar Peterson and dedicated to this great country that just celebrated its 150th birthday. And Oscar Peterson loved this country as he was born here in August 15th, 1925, in the city of Montreal. And, of course, lived a good long life. Oscar Peterson. The eight-part suite, all of his compositions are dedicated to, well, it takes you from east to west, across this great land, and we opened with Ballad to the East. Then we moved to the rural and beautiful part of the Quebec province with the second composition called The Laurentide Waltz. Two number three, very exciting, Place Saint-Henri, dedicated to the area in Montreal, Saint-Henri, Little Burgundy, where Oscar learned the piano from his sister Daisy and grew up in that area. And, of course, then went on to great fame and fortune as well. Oscar was not only a musical success but a financial success and definitely a class act. Tune number four was dedicated to his um, home, in his latter years, after touring all over the world and living in the United States for so many years, Oscar moved to Toronto. And, of course, Toronto is known as Hogtown. And we heard tune number four, which was the Hogtown Blues. More blues as we moved further west through Manitoba and into Saskatchewan. Blues for the Prairies. And then another very beautiful um, composition, tune number six, entitled Wheatland. And then across the mountains, we had tune number seven, which was the up-tempo march past. And the final beautiful piece of music was dedicated to this province, British Columbia, the land of the Misty Giants. Oscar Peterson with Ray Brown on bass and Ed Thigpen on drums, the Canadiana Suite. The second of our jazz features this evening. We're going to move now. And Well, first of all, we'd like to tell you that you are listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. As I mentioned before at the beginning of the show, of course, the Jazz Festival is over. And, of course, Coastal Jazz and Blues Society and all the wonderful people that organized that incredible uh, 32nd Toronto International, TD International Vancouver Jazz Festival. 
all those folks, Ken Pickering, uh, John Orsick, who was our guest on uh, on the show, and um, Rainbow Robert, and of course uh, Corey Weeds, all those wonderful people, Cole Schmidt, and uh, I could name you a hundred people that work for Coastal Jazz and Blues, and uh, volunteers, and of course uh, paid employees, all put together this incredible festival, and uh, of course they're all as usual, uh, after it's all over, basking in its success. And it was another successful festival. So congratulations. We're going to move now to the penthouse. No, 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 not that one. This is the penthouse in Seattle, which was one of the premier jazz clubs in North America. And it was run by a gentleman named Charlie Puzo. And uh, Charlie Puzo loved jazz music. He always maintained that he didn't know much about it, but he knew what he, <laughs> he knew what he liked. Charlie was a character. Uh, he loved Oscar Peterson. He just thought Oscar Peterson was the greatest. He also loved Wes Montgomery. Um, musicians that were friendly and outgoing, uh, not temperamental, not introspective. Um, there were a few musicians that Poor old Charlie just couldn't figure out. I won't name them, but um, the the people that we're going to hear now, he, he really enjoyed. We're going to listen to some music, which has just been issued. It's never come out before, featuring Wes Montgomery and the Winton Kelly Trio with, of course, the great Winton Kelly on piano, Ron McClure on bass, who is still very much with us, and Jimmy Cobb on drums, who is also very much with us. And, of course, they're backing Wes Montgomery. Now, these tunes that we hear were for radio broadcast, and there was only a certain amount of time, so they had to be um, relatively short. Um, and uh, Wes Montgomery makes the most of these tunes. We're going to open with his own composition called Jingles, and then he's going to uh, have a little device on his guitar, kind of an echoey device that he attaches to his guitar. And he's going to do the very beautiful ballad, What's New, written by Bob Haggard. And then we're going to hear um, a thing, a blues and F, uh, written by Wes. And then we're going to move to one of his most famous compositions, the West Coast Blues. And we're going to close with... Um, a beautiful bossa nova style tune, Omoro Nao Tem Uvez. And uh, we'll listen to that. All recorded in April of 1966 at the fabulous penthouse in Seattle, Washington. So here then is Mr. Wes Montgomery and his own composition. Jingles.
The great Wes Montgomery recorded in Seattle at the one of the leading jazz clubs in the whole of the United States. The Penthouse, that's what it was called, um, very much unlike the Penthouse here in Vancouver. Um, the Penthouse was actually a really uh, um, very classy uh, jazz club with, uh, with good food, and uh, it was quite a wonderful institution, and it was kept going for many, many years by a fellow named Charlie Puzo. And uh, as I mentioned before, Charlie didn't know much about jazz, but he knew what he liked. <laughs> there you go. And he loved Wes Montgomery. And um, Oscar Peterson was one of his favorites as well. And uh, anyway, um, getting back to this, this is from a brand new, never been uh, put out before, uh, album on... Uh, Renaissance Records, and it's called Smokin' in Seattle. And it's broadcast recordings because they did live broadcasts from the cellar and or the uh, penthouse, excuse me. And uh, they discovered these broadcast recordings um, and decided to put them out on an album. And, of course, it's wonderful to hear Wes Montgomery perform with the Winton Kelly Trio, with the great Mr. Kelly at the piano, Ron McClure on bass, and Jimmy Cobb on drums. And, of course, Mr. McClure and Mr. Cobb are still very much alive. And uh, Wes and Winton are playing music together somewhere. We hope. I'm sure they are. We heard a bunch of compositions. Um, Wes was basically told to keep the tunes short because um, of the short broadcast time. They had to leave room for commercials and all that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, these uh, pieces of music were extremely well recorded, and uh, we're very happy that uh, they were able to um, keep the tapes. Um, the tapes belong to uh, the redoubtable... Jim Wilkie, who was the original recording engineer. And, of course, Jim is still very much uh, active in the Seattle area, a great uh, voice of radio, Jim Wilkie. Anyway, uh, the tunes we heard, Jingles, written by Wes Montgomery, was the first one. And then we moved to a ballad, uh, Bob Haggart's famous tune, What's New? And Wes had that uh, reverb um, function on his guitar in those years, and he used it uh, very tastefully, of course. And then we heard um, a blues and F, which uh, unfortunately was kind of faded out, but we, uh, we heard Wes cooking uh, on that tune. And then one of Wes's most famous compositions, not quite a blues, but it was called West Coast Blues. And the final tune, and I'm not going to give you the uh, uh, Portuguese title again because I'll just mangle it. The tune is called Once I Loved and that was the final tune of the set. Beautifully played by Wes, Winton, Ron, and Jimmy. Smokin' in Seattle, recorded in at the penthouse um, in April of 1966. A very memorable event down there. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9.
or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we're going to have a little change of pace here. We're going to present a singer. This lady's name is Lucy Reed, and uh, she passed away in uh, 1998. She was a rather legendary singer. Um, recorded, did most of her recording in the mid-50s for fantasy records, and she was known as the Singing Reed. She did one of the definitive versions of this tune called Lazy Afternoon. And I remember the first time I ever heard this, I was totally captivated, and um, I much prefer instrumental music uh, I'll have to admit, I have a bias toward <laughs> instrumental music, but uh, when I heard Lucy Reed's voice, I was just totally captivated by her. I found out later that her accompanists on, um, we're going to hear three tunes by Lucy, by the way. Um, her accompanists on here are the great Bill Evans on piano, one of his earliest recordings, Howard Collins on guitar, Bob Carter on bass, and Saul Gubin on drums. We're going to hear three tunes by Lucy Reed. We'll begin with Lazy Afternoon, and the next tune is called Flying Down to Rio, and the third tune is a very beautiful tune that uh, I'm sure most of you have heard somewhere along the line called Little Girl Blue. Here then is the singing Reed, Lucy Reed. trout stop leaping If you hold my hand and sit real still 
You can hear the grass as it grows. It's a hazy afternoon, and I know a place that's daisies running riot and there's no one passing by to see come spend this lazy and rhyme. Hey feller, twirl that old propeller, gotta get to Rio and we gotta make time. You'll love it, soaring high above it, looking down on Rio from a heaven of blue. Send a radio to Rio de Janeiro with a big hello just so they'll know and stand by there, we'll fly there. Hey Rio, everything will be okay, we're winging and singing our way to you. Sit there and count your fingers 
What can you do? Old girl, you're through. Sit there and count your little fingers. Unlucky little girl, blue. Sit there and count the raindrops falling. It's time you knew All you can count on Is the raindrops That fall on little girl blue No use, old girl you may as well surrender. Your hopes are getting slender. Why won't somebody send a tender blue boy to cheer? When I was very young, the world was younger than I, as merry as a carousel. The circus tent was strung from every star in the sky, above the ring I loved so well. Now the young world has grown old Gone are the tinsel and gold Sit there and count your fingers What can you do You're through. Sit there and count your tired fingers. Unlucky little girl, blue. Lucy Reed, and uh, she sung different songs differently, and, and uh, it was uh, quite amazing. Lucy Reed, kind of a, uh, an obscure uh, singing legend, um, jazz-oriented singer. Lucy Reed, known as the Singing Reed. 
This was recorded in New York in uh, the spring of 1955, and Lucy was accompanied by a very young Bill Evans at the piano, Howard Collins on guitar, Bob Carter on bass, and Saul Gubin on drums. We heard three tunes. We heard her um, delightful and beautiful, haunting rendition of a tune called Lazy Afternoon. This was her big hit. And uh, then the very cheery flying down to Rio. And uh, a little bit on the schmaltzy side, but beautiful all the same, Little Girl Blue. And uh, those three tunes from this uh, original fantasy album called Lucy Reed, The Singing Reed. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. Uh, we have a couple of messages coming up. Uh, once again, you're listening to CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker. This is The Jazz Show. And uh, we're going to be back with some very different music by Eric Dolphy, one of his m- final recordings before his untimely passing. And uh, I think you're going to like this. Stay tuned. The Catalano Street Party is back Saturday, July 8th on West 4th Ave from Burrard to McDonald. There will be performances by the Zolas, the Courtney's, Louise Burns, and many more. Plus, the West 4th Living Stage with yoga, fashion shows, cooking, and mixology demonstrations. And of course, Mill Street Beer Gardens, food trucks, and family programming featuring Bob's and Lolo. It's all free. Catalano, Saturday, July 8th. Brought to you with love by the merchants of West 4th, Car2Go, and Coast Capital Savings. course we have some very good news about the weather (laughs) it's going to be just fabulous all week Uh, tonight is clear with a low of 13 tomorrow will be mainly sunny low of 13 highs between 22 and 25 then wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday right into the weekend sunny all the way with lows between 13 and 14 and highs between 22 and 30. So there, there you go. Uh, that's, ba- that's basically the forecast. Uh, gorgeous weather, summer weather, it's here. And uh, we have to enjoy it. We don't know how long it's going to last. We never know in this part of the world. So um, get out there and enjoy it while you can. All right. <laughs> yes, summertime. Mm-hmm. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of 
the Hunkaminim speaking Musqueam people. Eric Dolphy, legendary musician, 36 years old when he passed away, and of course one of the most innovative um, instrumentalists in jazz music. Eric Dolphy was, um, had left the Charles Mingus uh, ensemble after their European legendary, famous and infamous European tour. Eric chose to live in Europe, and he invited his fiancée over there uh, as well, and uh, they were going to be married. And um, unfortunately, Eric passed away from uh, diabetes. And um, it was very sad in, in, in Berlin. There was an album that came out called Last Date. And it wasn't really because this is, uh, was done a little later than the quote-unquote last date. This was made in Paris, June 11th, 1964. And it features Eric with a group of musicians who were over there at the time, uh, some American musicians and some French musicians. Uh, so we hear Eric, um, and he is on uh, bass clarinet on this piece of music. I've never heard this composition before until I heard this uh, recording. I've heard a lot of Eric's compositions because he, um, he played them over and over again. But this one is new to me and um, will probably be new to you as well. So Eric Dolphy on bass clarinet, Donald Byrd on trumpet, one of the most lyric voices of the trumpet, and another American expatriate on tenor saxophone, very, very fine player and teacher, Nathan Davis. On piano, Jacques Dival. On bass, uh, I believe he was from um, Switzerland, Jacques Hess on bass, and um, Franco Monzecchi on drums, and on, um, also uh, on conga drums, um, we hear Jackie Bamboo. So, this is a piece of music by Eric Dolphy, fascinating piece of music by Eric Dolphy, and it's called Springtime. Here we go. Thank you. 
That piece of music was called Springtime. And that featured the late, great Eric Dolphy on bass clarinet, and he was the composer of the piece. Donald Byrd on trumpet, Nathan Davis on tenor saxophone, Jacques Duval on piano, Jacques Hess on bass, Franco Monzecchi on drums. Springtime. And this was recorded uh, June 11th, 1964, in Paris. Eric Dolphy died at the age of 36 in Berlin, June 29th, 1964. This may have been his very last uh, recording date. And it came out uh, on a... Uh, a label called West Wind, which is out of uh, Japan. They released these uh, tapes and called it Eric Dolphy Unrealized Tapes. Actually, we're going to hear another piece of music from this album. This is a composition called 245, and it was on Eric's very, very first album under his own name, which came out on Prestige Records or New Jazz Records, um, recorded uh, in 1960, and um, a wonderful composition. And, and 245 was a, an address that he lived at in, uh, in New York City. So uh, we shall continue, and Eric switches over to um, alto saxophone on this piece and uh, all the other people I've mentioned. 245, Eric Dolphy's composition, here it is.
famous tune by the late, great Eric Dolphy, June 11th, 1964, in Paris. That's when that session took place. Eric Dolphy on alto saxophone, Donald Byrd on trumpet, Nathan Davis on tenor saxophone. Uh, there was no piano on, on this one. Jacques Hess was on bass and Franco Monzecchi on drums. And, of course, that was Eric's composition, two, four, five. Eric Dolphy, the late, great Eric Dolphy. You know, Ahmad Jamal, the pianist, just celebrated his 87th birthday. This amazing musician is still very active, uh, touring, doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, his birthday was July 2nd, and uh, I thought I'd play a little bit of Alma Jamal for you. He was born in Pittsburgh in 1930, as I mentioned, and he was born uh, Frederick Russell Jones. And, of course, he converted to Islam uh, very early in his life and, of course, became Alma Jamal. This is uh, an album that so many uh, piano players have listened to. People like Keith Jarrett, Herbie Hancock, uh, McCoy Tyner, um, so many, uh, um, and, and younger pianists, Kenny Barron, um, have listened to. It, it sort of sets the standard for jazz piano. Jamal was sometimes treated pretty callously by the critics uh, who referred to him as kind of a, a superficial um, artist, uh, not very much emotional depth, all this kind of stuff. Totally, totally wrong. Jamal, of course, is a genius at the piano. Uh, his touch, his use of space, um, he was a huge musical influence on Miles Davis. And Miles uh, made all of his piano players listen to Alma Jamal. And if they didn't own any of his records, Miles would buy those records for the piano player and say, you listen to him. I want you to play like that in your own way, of course. Um, Jamal was a, a huge influence. And this particular record called Count Him 88 was one of those influential recordings. We're going to hear a few tracks uh, from this. Uh, Ahmad is on piano, of course. The great late bassist, Israel Crosby, he died uh, quite young in 1962 and one of the finest bass players ever to cross the planet. And on drums, Walter Perkins. And we're going to hear some tunes from this album, beginning with Green Dolphin Street, which is a, a tune that Miles um, eventually recorded a little while later, but it was uh, Miles built his arrangement on this one that we're going to hear by Ahmad Jamal. Second tune is a standard tune called How About You? And tune number three is called I Just Can't See for Looking. And we may play one more after that. But here then is the great Ahmad Jamal at the piano. Thank you. 
the fabulous Ahmad Jamal, who on July 2nd celebrated his 87th birthday. He's still touring and playing. Amazing musician and, of course, one of the geniuses of the piano. We heard a bunch of tunes uh, from this 1956 album that he recorded for Argo Records in Chicago uh, with his trio with the great late Israel Crosby on bass and Chicagoan Walter Perkins on drums. And we heard four tunes beginning with uh, Green Dolphin Street, and uh, this version, of course, influenced Miles Davis very much. So as a matter of fact, Miles Davis was hugely influenced by Ahmad Jamal and um, talked about nothing else in those days. Anyway, we heard um, Ahmad's great version of Green Dolphin Street, uh, then a standard tune written by Burton Lane called How About You?, and then we heard a um, bluesy kind of a tune called Just Can't See for Looking. And the final tune, what we heard, was an Ahmad Jamal original called Beat Out One. And that was from an album called Countin' 88 on Argo Records. And a very, very influential album on so many piano players. Ahmad Jamal, he set standards and still maintains them at 87 years old. That's it for the jazz show this evening. I'd like to thank you very much. If you've uh, stayed with us the whole evening, good on you. If you've joined us uh, partially through the show and are still here, really, that's great as well. Thank you on behalf of the jazz show and myself, Gavin Walker, and radio station CITR, 101.9 on your FM dial or on your computer, www.citr.ca for live streaming. Thanks very much. We'll be back next week with another edition of The Jazz Show. Remember, we start at 9 and carry on until after midnight. Every Monday night right here on CITR. Take care. Enjoy the sunshine tomorrow. And the next day, 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 see you. Bye-bye. Thank you.
Jackie, my dream. 